The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net, where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon, and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Heather Keslack. Heather is a survivor of childhood mental, physical, and sexual abuse. This led her to a life of addiction for many years. In 2020, when she attempted a dry month, and with nothing to suppress her childhood memories, she experienced a major breakdown. This led her to seek out coaching and spiritual education. Now, she cares for, loves, supports, and guides the beautiful child who exists within her. She is free. Heather, thank you so much for joining me today and coming on and agreeing to be a guest on the show. You're so welcome. Hi. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Thank you for saying yes. Uh, You know, I really wanted to spend this time with you and share your incredible journey that you have been on, perhaps incredible in retrospect, maybe not so much as it was happening, (laughs) but certainly incredible. And I think that what you've been through, it might be able to help other people who might be in similar situations, uh, whether currently or in their past, and they're still trying to figure out how to get through it. So I wanted to uh, share your story today. Well, thank you. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much. The first place that I want to start is I want to start and have you explain where you are today. What is it that you're doing today that brings you joy and perhaps the different ventures that that you're working on currently? Oh, where am I today? Well, today I'm in a very different place than I was just two years ago. Drastically different place. Um, Two years ago, I was 60 pounds heavier. I was living in addiction, very active addiction. I was extremely depressed. I had anxiety that I didn't even know that I had. Probably my whole life I had undiagnosed anxiety. And when COVID happened, everything just changed. So where am I now? Um, I'm in a a very content place, a very peaceful place compared to then. And um, I have finally felt the quantum leaps add up to the place where I can confidently sit in this space and say, I think I've reached a level that 
it's different. It's a different, a different achievement than I have ever felt in my life. And so that is a great feeling. I am um, starting a new business. I am currently a vacation rental owner and manager, and I'm starting an LLC to teach people how to manage their own vacation rentals without paying a management company, um, because that's what I've done. And uh, that's what I'm doing now. I've spent two years trying to figure out what to do uh, professionally. I lost my job in COVID. My career shifted drastically. So I have been trying to figure out what to do ever since, but the universe didn't want me really working in these last couple of years. <laughs> and it was made very clear to me that I was not supposed to be working. I was supposed to be sitting in silence and really paying attention. And now in retrospect, I can look back and say that and realize that's what was happening. But when I was in it, like you said, it was not as beautiful as that sounds. <laughs> Yeah, hindsight is definitely twenty twenty. <laughs> yes, yes. As the saying goes. Yes. So you, we, we're talking a lot about the shift that happened for you, um, you know, around when COVID sort of happened and, and everything. But can you take us back, take us back however far you want to in your life, perhaps, you know, that you sure. feel is profound in shaping who you are today, having a, a, a part, playing a part in today. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. So, you know, if you want to share with sure. us where your journey started, however far back you want to go sure. uh, to now. Yeah. Sure. So I was born into generational trauma and um, I was born into a pattern of abuse that had gone back eons in both sides of my mother and my father's family. And I was just born into it and they didn't know any different and they did what they learned and they didn't learn any more in their lifetime. So they continued to carry on their trauma onto myself and my two siblings. And um, I was physically abused, I was mentally abused, and I was sexually abused as a child. I was sexually abused by multiple people and I did not remember that until I was 46. Mm -hmm. I remembered one specific thing that happened to me as a child that I locked away and I put it in my box and I pretended it never happened my whole life because that's what we're taught to do. So I, I carry no shame with that. But in 2020, when COVID and everything happened, I was in the middle of doing an experimental dry month and I also couldn't eat because I was so stressed out because of COVID. So mo my two main addictions were not working for me to stuff down all of my trauma and everything came out and I was bathing my daughter and I had a panic attack. And that was the start of my revelation of what I remembered and what I've been through and the, the trauma that I've experienced. So basically I've just spent two years working on healing and really actively focusing on that trauma and connecting with my inner child and Spirituality has come into that, obviously. Um, that's why I'm here. <laughs> and that was a huge part of my catharsis was diving into spirituality and learning more about it and understanding that. Um, and that's kind of where I ended up, where I was as an addict. I was drinking. I had a, I have a nine-year-old daughter now. And in 2020, obviously, she was seven. I was drinking every night, pretty much, when she went to sleep, um, just blending in with the quote unquote moms who whine and binge drinking friends who I would go out with occasionally, but nobody knew that I was doing this on the regular, that I kept that to myself and kept that as my little secret. And it's what kept me 
able to break the pattern of generational trauma with my daughter because I was so concerned about that. Going into being a mother, it was my number one concern. So in order for me to be able to do that, unfortunately, I was pretty, uh, I was medicating myself in order to get through that. And once my brain and my body knew that I could handle the truth, it let me know it. And boy, did I get the truth in 2020. (laughs) What did that breakdown feel like? Um, I felt like I was over top of myself, floating over myself. I was looking at myself, washing my daughter in the bathtub. And I remembered thinking to myself that, um, Heather, you're having a panic attack. And this is why people call the hospital. And I had been a yoga uh, student practicing with my ego for about five years at this point. So I learned some poses and I've learned some breathing exercises. So I, I thought to myself, well, you're having a panic attack, so you might want to try these things that you've learned all these years that you've never actually had to put to practice. And um, I got down on the ground and I did child's pose and connected my head to the earth. And these are things that I've learned about in my spiritual classes that I've taken. And so learning how to ground myself and connect and really get into the present moment has been something that I've learned through these processes of meditation and spiritual coaching. So it looked like, I think I recognized it. I knew it was a panic attack and, but I knew I could handle it. And I knew I had been training my, basically my whole life to, to manage it. And I did. And I think I had about five more panic attacks in that year. I've never had one since 2020 and I managed it purely through yoga, meditation, breathing. And it felt terrifying. And I thought that my life was falling apart, but in reality, it was being put back together. Yeah, And that was the start of it. I feel like that you bring up such a good point too. I, I know I, I talk about this in one of my, in one of my episodes as well about anxiety. Um, Cause I too have suffered from panic attacks and I think it's important for people to hear that even though, you know, you have started yoga, you've started a spiritual practice, mm-hmm. it doesn't make you immune to that. But what it no. did do was it provided you tools, which right. I think is really important to hear. Right. I want to go back a little bit further now to when you decided to start looking into spirituality, almost like, a, you know, whether you call it an awakening or mm-hmm. aha moment or whatever, what was happening up until that? And what did that look like for you? Uh, spiritually, I was void. I was completely devoid of any connection to my soul guides, my spirit guides, my, my, um, guardian angels, my deceased loved ones, God, Jesus, any of it. I had no connection to any of it. I was raised Catholic and I, I leaned far away from it. As I think a lot of people, um, who come from an indoctrinated past do, I very much wanted nothing to do with in fact, I would say up until the last six months or so, I hesitated to even discuss and talk about and accept Jesus because of my indoctrination. But I, I started in the spiritual realm because I, I just happened to reconnect with my childhood friend, your friend, Steph Zito. <laughs> and I reconnected with her just by chance. I saw her and wow, what what synchronicity life gives you because there couldn't have been I mean, I just want to cry just thinking about the the timing of that for me to discover and find her in the midst of a complete mental breakdown 
And I found her and she was an intuitive soul purpose coach. <laughs> and I just thought, well, this is not a coincidence that I found my friend and this is what she does. And so I'm going to reach out and I'm going to, I'm going to need, I, I need her help. I need her help. So I, I hired her as a coach. I had no money. I mean, I was not working at the time and very stressed about money and, but I invested in myself and spent the money to do coaching with her. And what started out being a venture for me to go and do a job turned into a totally different thing. I never even did that job. I started out thinking I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to be an empowerment coach for women who've been through what I've been through. And so I went down this journey and went on this road thinking that's where I was headed. And in actuality, it was just the path to get me to a different destination. But I learned so much on the way about being in the moment, learning just how much support I have, how much I can listen and lean into and ask for help from not just people here, because I resisted doing that anyway. I needed to ask for help, uh, not from humans. And I realized that that's where it was blessing in disguise that I was a person who didn't ask for help. I never wanted to ask people for help. I, I, I was trained to not ask for help uh, or not count on other people because of the way I was raised. So I never learned to ask for help, but I finally come to a place where I do ask for help a lot. But what I realized is I needed to ask for help from my spirit team, my soul guides. And that's kind of where I felt like things started to come together and the pieces started to get put back together when I started to accept that I have this soul guidance. I have these humans who have passed and who are still with me. I have a team of souls that know who I am and where I came from and who I'm supposed to be and who I've always been meant to be. But that's just been hidden by my trauma. And so when I started to dive into the spiritual part was when I really felt a huge shift in my life. And I think my opinion of that, and if I stood on the outside and I looked in and at myself, if I stood and looked at myself five years ago, let's say, and I looked at myself now, I would look at myself and I would say, she's just searching for peace and she's turning to God and Jesus and, and, and spirituality because her life is so messed up that that's where she needs to go. That's what, that's how I thought before. And I don't think that now it was just my indoctrination talking, you know, and I, I'm so glad that I was able to clear that from my life so that I could be here now and experience the spiritual connections that I have now. Absolutely. And I love that you brought up synchronicity because that's that synchronicity in itself, if you think about it, is a miracle all on its own because yes. of how there are so many different layers um, that have to come together for things to yeah. happen the way that they do. It's amazing how much is. is happening behind the scenes. Yeah. So for right. you to connect with Stephanie and, you know, when at a time that you needed, it was definitely not an accident. You put it perfectly. It was very synchronistic. Yeah. Maybe we should explain what synchronicity is. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think synchronicity is the best way I feel like I can describe it is something happens in your life and you think, wow, that's odd. That seems like such a coincidence. Right. What I, <laughs> and, and what I realize now 
Wow. Is there is no such thing. There's no such thing. I mean, I connected with Stephanie and now fast forward two years, I'm working with a somatic coach that only she could have connected me with. And truly it saved me from going into a severe depressive state. I mean, I was on the verge of going really far down again and being connected to her connected me to this somatic coach who just has given me the tools now to further my journey and to further get myself out of this, that, that place where I was. And, um, the synchronicities are so real, so true. I believe in it 100% with everything in my being that there are no accidents and that everything here is intended. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, um, from that time that you were like, found yourself reaching out to Stephanie, you came across what she's been up to and you knew that that's what you just, you just knew you needed that. Mm-hmm. How did your, your, your relationship with your intuition develop from that point? Cause you had mentioned that <laughs> you thought you were going to do this and then uh-huh. you realized that you're really actually meant to do this. Like how, how did that look like for you? Oh, my, my intuition was so squashed for so long because of addiction. Uh, you can't hear yourself think when you're addicted. So um, I knew it was a huge shift in my intuition was just getting the alcohol out of my life. And even still to this day, two years ago was when I stopped binge drinking. But still to this day, I'm seeing huge shifts in my my health and my brain function still to this day from the alcohol still leaving my system. Um, that addiction was played a huge factor in my intuition and me not being able to tune into it. Um, because I know Buddhists, uh, Buddhist monks and even Navy SEALs, they use intermittent fasting for brain clarity, right? And for meditation ability and for the ability to connect and really dive into your intuition. Because without your, without you being able to sit in quiet, you really can't connect to yourself and connect to your intuition. So I, I started intermittent fasting then too, which was interesting because that was an accident. That was, I was looking at my emotional eating when I, when I did a dry month. So I thought, oh, let's, I'll try intermittent fasting. And I went into it thinking I was doing it for physical reasons, but what it turned out to be was that that was a real, um, me mentally, I've learned so much about how to get into my intuition through stuffing myself. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I I was stuffing myself so much that I could not, I wasn't clear. There was no clarity for my brain. My brain was misfiring and misfunctioning because of how much I was consuming in food and alcohol. Um, so I started intermittent fasting. I started to notice a serious change in my um, really connect and be in tune and start to feel that intuition and that guidance and I think I started with my Facebook page and I channel right. And I didn't realize that that's what I was doing. I know now that's what I'm doing, but I didn't realize that that's what I was doing all this time when I do my posts. A lot of times I don't even know what I'm writing. <laughs> and I just really, really fast type something out and then I post it. And I, I remember in the beginning I hesitated to post, you know, I would write these things and I would be like, God, that's so much. And I wouldn't (laughs) want to put it out there. And I would hesitate, I would hesitate and I would hold on to it and I would hide it. And I would, now I'm just finding that. So this channeling that I'm, that I'm getting is I think from my great grandmother, but I'm not positive, but it happens on a regular basis. And 
My intuition was squashed from the time I was a very little girl. I mean, I was, I told my mom when I was very young that I saw someone in my room. I saw, I saw spirit energy. I saw a spirit form in my room, not just in my mind, in my mind's, in my actual eyes. And I told my mom and she immediately told me it was my imagination and I was crazy. And I was, you know, that's not, that doesn't happen. And I've had many, many experiences throughout my life where my intuition has come into play and I've had things that I've dreamed or that I've envisioned, they've come true. Um, and didn't trust myself. When you're raised in an environment where you can't trust your caregivers, you don't trust yourself. So I didn't trust myself. So I, until I was 46 years old to begin to start to realize that in order for me to ever have that connection, I had to trust myself. Right. That trust, it's not overnight, right? Oh, it's, it's definitely no. work. It's, it takes yeah. time and you have to, you have to really put some energy into it. My entire life is, is revolves around it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. What does, when you're, when it's your intuition, what does it feel like to you? When I, so the one example is when I write something and I don't remember what I wrote. That's one thing that happens mm-hmm. um, where if I write a post and you ask me, what did you write? I would not be able to tell you exactly what I wrote in that post. I would have to read it. So that's something that happens. I also channel right on paper. So a lot of times I will meditate and I will just start writing and it will be different handwriting than my own. I will get aggressive with my handwriting sometimes and it will start to get like, you know, my handwriting is harder on the paper. I'm touching the pen harder to the paper. And that's not me. I mean, I'm not, I know it's not me. And um, wow. I often get with specific connections now to my spirit and soul guides, I get specific feelings. For example, when my daughter is with me, my hands and my feet get numb. And when my great grandmother is with me, I get a nervous feeling like I'm getting nervous, like butterflies in my stomach. My grandfather is with me and he taps me on my right shoulder all the time. And when I talked to my daughter and I asked her if Pappy Hoke messes with me, she started to laugh and she started to smile. And I said, what, what are you laughing about? She said, he does mess with you. And I said, what does he do? She said, he taps you. I said, where does he tap me? She said, your right shoulder. And I'd never told her that. Oh my gosh. I have chills. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So my, my pappy is always with me. He's always like coming at my, I have three very strong great grandmothers who are with me all the time. My, my great grandmother is my mom's grandmother. A a psychic once told my mom that she's with us all the time, a long, long time ago. I never really paid attention to that or thought anything of it. But I have been convinced that for the seven years that I raised my daughter, I was drinking while she was asleep. And I was a fully functional, loving, and doting mother while she was awake. But I suffered on the inside, right? I was hungover almost every day of my life. But I was somehow able to raise my daughter in kindness and love and breaking that cycle. And I know my grandmother was with me and helping me. I know that now that I couldn't have done this without assistance. I couldn't have raised my daughter the way I did without assistance being in the mind that set that I was in. I mean, I was an alcoholic. I was a complete alcoholic. And I don't think most alcoholics can raise their child in a kind. And I'm not saying that they can't. It's very hard though. When you, if you're drinking and you're hungover every day, it's extremely difficult to manage a, a baby. That's how I know my, when I, whenever my intuition kind of kicks in is I, I get certain specific physical feelings in my body. 
I think that maybe some what some people might want to know is how did you know who was who? It's interesting because my grandmother has been the long-standing kind of, and I think you sensed her with me as well when you did a reading mm-hmm. for me. And my grandmother, that you know, I've been people have been telling me that about my your grandmother is with you. And I, I had another reading from another woman who sensed my grandmother with me, and she told me that she smelled her body odor. My grandmother never wore deodorant, and this woman tuned into her body odor and said, I smell her body odor, but I also smell roses and a garden. And I see her and she was a gardener. She gardened roses. I mean, that was her, her passion was, and everyone who sees her and tells me that she's with me says they see this woman with a rose. So I think what I realized was when I was channel writing and you know, still to this day, maybe it's not my grandmother who's cha- who I'm channeling through. It could be someone totally different. But what I know is when I channel right, often I get that nervous feeling. And I've just associated that these messages and these knowledge, almost a clear cognizance that I have of things that I don't know why I know them. I've always had clear cognizance my whole life. I'll know information and I don't know why I know it. And then I'll go look it up and I'll be right. And I'll say, well, that's weird. Why do I know that? I don't know. But I feel like I get channeled information from a lot of sources. But I think my grandmother, I think it was just feeling that feeling and getting readings and getting confirmation from multiple people who would say, I feel this when, I, when I'm with her. And it kind of just, I put two and two together and felt like making that connection was why I thought it was her. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And then this, all this channel writing and, and everything that, that you were talking about, this amazing stuff. When did it start for you? When did this start happening? <laughs> yeah. You? you know, that is so, such a good question. And I would love to go back into my Facebook page to even find out because I truly don't know if it happened just before 2020. I think it started just before COVID. I started sharing information about being a mother and, um, you know, just the things that we go through as mothers and the common things that we experience. And I think that's where I started with my channeled posts was through that, but I think it might've been right before COVID. And I just remember that feeling of feeling like I'm sharing too much. I shouldn't share this. I have to, you know, that feeling of stay quiet, stay little, stay down. Don't, don't share this because, and I started doing it because I wanted to help other people because I knew if I felt these things, there's no way that there's not someone else out there who feels the exact same way I do. So that's when I started the journey. And I do remember specifically the day that I opened my personal page. It was very scary to me. And (laughs) I remember once I did that, knowing that the people on my personal page were going to see these posts that I was doing on this business page. And it terrified me because that was, it was, when you admit your truth to the world, you really have a hard time going back on that word right? When you say, I'm not drinking anymore, or I'm not, I'm going to lose this weight, or I lost this weight, or I do, I'm doing this, or I'm doing that. When you share it and you open yourself to everyone else, there's like an expectation that gets kind of put on you, which is a good thing. It was a good thing for me. My accountability was, you know, daily. I felt like I was, I was checking in with everyone was watching to see what was happening and what was going on and what was going to happen. But in my mind, I didn't think people were watching and actually cared. I thought I was annoying to people. I thought I was one of those people on the on Facebook who people start 
saying negative things to, and they don't like that. You know, I just had all this insecurity around all of it. It was such a journey. Oh, <laughs> now I post and I don't think twice. I just, I spit out what I have to say and it, it's done. And I don't even look back. <laughs> so what, what in those beginning days, like gave you that courage, despite having all those thoughts and fears, what, what helped you to keep going on with sh- sharing you and what you felt was right? I think I felt so lonely in my world. And I felt like when I would talk to Facebook, I would get responses and I would get processing and I would get, it would help me to process what I was going through. And then in addition, it just happened to help other people. So that felt good. And I'm that person who wants to help other people. I'm a very empathic human being and I've always been. And I think it just felt so good to get it out of me and put it out there. And it felt like a connection. It felt like somebody, there was, if there's one person who understood, then it was a connection for me. I felt lonely for a long time. I think I felt lonely for a really, really long time in my life. You're right. I think that a lot of people feel that way or have felt that way. And it takes so much courage, Heather. It takes so much courage to put yourself out there despite the fear, because Mm -hmm. you know, if you can connect with one person and just make one person feel less alone or less lost, then it's all worth it. Right. Right. It all becomes worth it. Absolutely. This journey from doing this, uh, you know, rental consultant work intuitively was yeah. it just like, wow, this, yeah. as soon as you decided that's what you wanted to do, it felt good and you couldn't wait. Yes. Like, what did that look like for you? It was legitimately like somebody took a firecracker and they went and threw it in front of my face. And I went, oh my gosh, that's it. You had an aha moment. <laughs> I literally, my girlfriend, I went to my girlfriend's house and she said, I think I was just talking about, you know, oh yeah, the condo, I'm going down and it's going to be busy and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of bookings. She said, Heather, why aren't you teaching people how to do this? And I said, I don't know. And it wasn't that moment, believe it or not. It wasn't the moment that she said that. It was maybe a delayed reaction. I think maybe the next day. I put a post on Facebook. That's what it was. So my page is the Kesslack Family Condo. And that's where my business is going to run out of. My, my consulting company will eventually run out of that as well. But I put a post out there and I said, I'm going to see what the interest is, right? Because if there's interest, then that means there's a need. And um, I put out a post and I said, I'm thinking about teaching people how to manage their vacation rentals without using a management company. You're spending 20 to 30% of your money every year to these management companies and you don't need to. I am telling you that post blew up. I couldn't keep up with the messages and the comments. And I thought, yeah. And I said, you know what? And I had, I had a couple people who tried to throw in their negativity. You know, you always have those naysayers and those people who will say, because that's their issue. That's, and that's what I realize now. And that's what I couldn't have done two years ago. Whenever mm-hmm. that naysayer comes on and says, I don't really think that's something that's going to survive or, or it's going to be beneficial or, you know, that's a, your issue. And, and I, I see that now and I'm mm-hmm. able to go, eh, I, I flick that off my shoulder and I just move forward. I know oh. that what I'm doing is beneficial and it's needed. So now I'm just trying to figure out how to do this while my daughter's home cyber schooling every day and <laughs> Still getting juggling. LLC and juggling and doing all that, but it's all good. It's, it's all coming together and 
It's a miracle feeling. I mean, I can't believe I'm sitting here saying that I have a, an idea for a business that I know it's going to work. Well, I mean, and you're, and you've been through it and you do right. it. So it's like, I do it. Yeah, I've and, been doing it for four years. Yeah. And I know, I mean, I, I've, I've seen what you've posted and the amount of care and the amount of love and time Aww. that you put into your own personal rental property. Like you said, you know, you, you clean the baseboards because you don't want a mother to come in yeah. with a child and think like this place is disgusting. Like yes. you, you are, you're so loving and caring. And if that can be channeled through other people yes. who, who have the same, I mean, gosh, I would love to rent from somebody who came from Heather Kesslock's rental consulting business. Like, I think that I would feel Aww, like thank you. what I rent is yeah. clean and I'm going to yeah. get good, good customer service. Yeah. And so well, much thank care. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. I do. I, I, my heart is in it 100%. It is, it's not yeah. just a business to me. It's very much, I picture moms just like you walking <laughs> into my home with their kids and they're on vacation. They're not there to clean. They're not there to have any stress. They're there to relax, have fun and enjoy themselves. And I love doing it. It's so much fun. And I think that's so great for people to do work that actually brings them so much joy and love yeah, and happiness, and right? Helping people in more ways than you may ever realize. And you followed your intuition to get there. <sighs> I did. You know? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Finally. wonderful. <laughs> and you know what? And you, and you may be, there may have come a time where I'm sure where it's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this or what I need right. to do next, but it's going to happen. Right. And you know, you, you get to this point where you work with your with your, your guides and your team and they mm -hmm. help, they help make it happen. And right. so it just takes a little bit of that, that weight and pressure off. Amen. Amen. That's Truth. right. So I just want to sort of wrap it up with a question for you. Sure. I'm curious to know what advice would the Heather of today mm. give the Heather from your past? What I would say is that there's going to come a day and it may not seem like it now, all of the struggle and all of the pain and all of the suffering that you go through, it will dissipate. You will be happy. You will be at peace. You will continue to struggle in life because that is life. <laughs> Don't fool yourself into thinking you will always be happy, but you will find a place of peace that you can Stand on the ground and know that you are meant to be here and you have a purpose and you are here for a very, very real purpose for many people to help many people, to give people hope and to show people that they have a purpose too. That's what I would say to myself. Hold on. You might have to wait 46 years, but hold on. It's coming. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Better late than never. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I, and I really am thankful now that I get to be the present mother that I, I should have been able to be, but I, it was stolen from me. And that's the truth. This, none of this was my fault. None of this was, I don't carry the shame or the guilt for any of this. I don't carry guilt for drinking every night while my daughter slept because I had to do that to survive. And I think there are moms and dads and lots of people out there who can relate to me. And I don't want them to feel shame because if you were abused... You had to do what you needed to do to get through it. And yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. And guilt's a really, really hard oh, feeling to, yeah. to go through. So it's a I black hole. <laughs> yes, yes. 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 Right. 
Oh, well, Heather, thank you so much. This was such a such a, a blessing and a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for sharing your beautiful story. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful to be here. And that was another episode of A Guided Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.